welcome back. Thank you. Welcome. What's up? Everything. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a busy fucking day. Yeah. I feel like I was up early for for a Sunday. I got up at eight, so that's early for me. Usually, I'm sleeping it's like late for me. I'm sleeping like way later than that on the weekends. Oh, I don't do that. Yeah. But yeah, we were busy as shit. Mm-hmm. I went into work twice. Well, okay. So like <laughs> one and point one, one 1.1 times. That second time did not really count. Meh. Yeah. So we went into work. <laughs> we went and got lunch and we had to go back to work. And then we went and got a new tatty. Well, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's backtrack. We went and got tattoos last night. Mm-hmm. They are cute as fuck. We got little bestie tattoos, and they remind me of the podcast. They're little brains with a plant coming out of them. God. And there's a little watering can. <laughs> water yourself and water your friends. We'll put pictures up on social media. At Mental Health Sucks. Sucks is S-U-C-C-S. And that's our handle on everything. Instagram and Facebook. And made a TikTok. I made a TikTok. Dude, you showed up on my for your for you page. I'm kind of proud of myself. I went and checked it. It has like 400 views. Dude, and I'm I, like, can I tell you how fucking cute you sounded when you were like, hi, hi. my name's Emily. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was like, I'm really embarrassed. Like oh it made God. me feel embarrassed. But yeah, it has like 400 views, which is like a lot for me. Pretty yeah. awesome. Anyways, we have a TikTok account now. That's also mental health sucks. But anyway, so yes, we got tattoos last night yep and then i went back today and got some flowers on my right arm and they are gorgeous so our girl autumn did all of our tattoos this week oh i love her she's just fun she's a good fucking time her her and i are going through some shit and so it's been really nice to just go and get tattooed and like mm -hmm. talk shit and you know all the all the good things and yep. then you get some cute little body mods while you're at it what body mods body modifications is that what you're calling tattoos? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, um, I got two new tattoos. I want to go back tomorrow on Micro Monday. See if you say that shit, then I'm going to have to go back too. <gasps> Do you want to? I have a lot of sessions scheduled tomorrow. Okay, but I'm not off tomorrow until like five. So if we text Autumn and we say like, hey, can we come back tomorrow on Micro Monday where you can get a tattoo like smaller than a quarter for like super cheap? I don't. <laughs> know what else I would get at this point. I need to like really stop and reevaluate my life before I start just tatting myself up. And in 10 years, I'm like, fucking don't ever get tattoos. There's a little guy though. There's a little guy. We'll talk about him. All right. I'm okay with having the conversation. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways, so that was our day and now we're here recording. It's, a whole day later than we thought we were going to. Well, you had some shit go down too. We're we're just going through it, yeah. all of us right now. Yeah, mental health sucks. Hardcore balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, my little sister actually has launched the idea of us doing some merch. Oh. So I want to throw it out there and see if our listeners give us any feedback. Because here's what I'm not going to do, guys. I'm not going to invest in a whole fuck ton of merchandise that nobody buys. And then I'm stuck with my face plastered on like a million. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. A million hoodies for the rest of my fucking life. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an idea that's out there. It's a fantastic idea. Um, 
Yeah. So throw out your thoughts and opinions on any of our social media platforms and we'll take them into consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have any questions? Yeah, we have a couple. Um, can we go back and forth? Because I know you have one. I do. You told me you had one of them. But mine are saved like sporadically throughout my phone. Okay, yeah. So let me go first. Okay. Um, so the first one's a question from my friend Bailey. And she said, maybe it's not a question, but let's talk about the effects of social media on personal slash romantic relationships. <gasps> <gasps> That's a sticky one. I will tell you this question hits insanely close to home for me. Uh -huh. insanely close to home yeah um, and truth truthfully we could probably do a whole episode on it mm -hmm. um however i think this is going to be one that's very opinionated on both sides so let me give you my opinion on it i'm ready i think social media has the power to either build up your relationship or completely fucking implode it yes and it depends on how you use social media. So it's a great way to stay in communication. It's a great way to like be the hype man for your significant other and like brag on them and highlight them for the world. Um, however, it's also a place where you can wander and stray and find your attention more on your phone than on your partner. Mm -hmm. um, whether or not you're doing anything inappropriate is irrelevant, but there are studies out there that lots of people are seeking out couples counseling or are ending relationships because their partner spends significantly more time on social media and on their phone than they do present with their partner. Mm -hmm. And so I think it just depends on how you use it, how often you use it, what you're using it for. Yeah. Um, Cause like I said, it does have the power to build up your relationship, but I would also caution you just to remember that you're only seeing a snapshot of somebody's life mm -hmm. and you're only seeing their best moments. Cause I'm going to be fucking honest with you. Even when you post a picture of yourself sobbing and you're like, I'm just being real with you guys. That's not really real. And that's just my personal opinion. So come at me however you want. But if you really took the time to sit there and take a picture of yourself as you're sobbing, <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> I have this thing where I like, I take pictures of myself sobbing cause I think that they're funny. <laughs> well, and so I have plenty of crying pictures on my phone, but <laughs> It's not like me trying to be like, oh, look, I'm dramatically crying. It's like really embarrassing pictures. <laughs> See, post that shit. Yeah, I, I can post them. Well, because what, <laughs> what I'll tell you is like, I'm not posting pictures of me sobbing as I'm cleaning up dog shit for the thousandth time because this puppy won't st stop using the bathroom in my house. I'm not posting that shit, but I'm sure as hell crying about it. <laughs> you know, like it just, you're only wow. seeing a snippet of somebody's life. And so keep that in mind too, when you're like, oh, well, the, these people look like they have this perfect relationship because what you're not seeing is their day to day. Mm -hmm. You're only seeing what they're choosing to show you. I can think of like four different true crime <laughs> things. <laughs> like, yeah, anyways, I agree. That's my opinion. If you have anything different, throw it out there. No, I think you, you had a lot to say about that. Rightly so. <laughs> I told you it hits really close to home for me. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's important not to, and it doesn't even have to be relationships either. Um, don't look at someone else's social media and just dog on yourself because of it. Because yeah, I can guarantee you that that person took a picture in like Maui and then they had a horrible fucking time. I don't know. <laughs> it was a bad example. <laughs> Maybe they got COVID while they were over there. Yeah. And they're like, vacation life. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think social media, and we should do a whole episode on this truthfully, because there's a lot of things that it can improve and also really damage. Yes, I agree. 
So let's not answer that one anymore. Let's write it down to do a whole episode on social media. I'm down for that. Because I think there's a lot we could fucking say. Uh, yes. Next. Next. Okay. Um, the next one is from my niece. And this one's pretty good. Um, she's like, I don't know if it's a good question or a question at all, but you can answer it. Like, mm, okay. All right. Um, but her question is what the whole nature versus nurture role is with the mental health world. So like that nature versus nurture argument. I think it depends on where you're at. You know, like I, I could definitely say nature on one end, but then a completely different situation could arise and I would say nurture. Yeah. It just kind of depends on like the situation in which you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I think there's, um, there's biological components to mental health. There's genetic component components. And then there's also environmental components. So when you look yeah. at like the biopsychosocial spiritual model, it takes all those things into account because there are studies trauma very physically changes your brain. So that's nature. However, the trauma itself was that environmental? That would be nurture. If it's constant neglect, that's how you're nurtured and brought up. So they can yeah. play hand in hand. And I think we get really stuck with this one versus the other. Um, but there's components of both that play into mental health. And that's an important thing to remember. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Okay, you go. I got to find this other question. Um, so our next one is from my sister-in-law. And she is a teacher. That's important to note. She's a science teacher. Which, thank you for being a teacher. Teachers are fucking angels on earth i'm looking at your pictures right now and there sure are a lot of tattoos in there shut up just saying i fucking sent them all to you 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 sure have a lot of tattoos in your phone for someone who doesn't know if they want to get a tattoo i fucking sent them to you for our bestie tattoos (laughs) dum-dum like they're all the same ones you have in your phone too whatever anyways so the question says what is the best way to advocate for your students for example iep school counselor support etc when administration seems to not have the same concerns. Tell administration there's never mind. Mm, that doesn't sound. <laughs> I stopped myself. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I have worked in the school system as a mental health advocate for four years. Um, and so if you're having concerns about these students and administration isn't seeing them, I think the biggest thing you can do is be the voice for that kid. Yep. Um, start documenting. If you didn't, if you don't document it, it didn't happen. So start documenting any abnormalities or irregularities in behavior that you're seeing, write that shit down day time. This is what happened. This is what was observed. Get observations from other teachers. Um, talk to the parents, talk to the parents and see if the parents are seeing concerns at home, talk to the student, get the student's perspective Mm -hmm. and just be that voice. If you're that person who can gather that information and say, Hey, I'm not sure if this is anything, but we, we at least need to look into it. We at least need to have X, Y, and Z done. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to those IEPs. So individualized education plans, and I'm not an expert on them, but I've sat in a couple IEP meetings. Um, and it's hard to get everybody on the same page. So the more documentation you have, the easier it is to kind of get your point across. Cause it's one thing for me to come and say, look, I observed this and they're like, okay, when? And I'm like, fuck, I don't remember. I don't even remember what I had for breakfast. Mm -hmm. But if you're writing that down, you can take all that documentation in and really explore those concerns in detail. Um, It's a little bit of extra work, which is hard for those of us who work full time and have lives outside of that. But yeah, that's how I I would say that's the best way to advocate for your students, be their voice, be willing to go that extra mile and take that 
extra step to document what you need to. I think we're really lucky to where we are. I mean, I don't know about you, but my time that I've had in the schools, the administration has been very, very helpful. And like, mm -hmm. they also see the same concerns or yeah. if they don't, then they're very willing to hear your concerns and they yeah. take them very seriously. So we're really lucky in that sense. Here. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Shadron Public Schools, they have such a phenomenal school district here. And every person that I interact with is so open to exploring concerns for students and making sure that every single student can be successful. Yeah. I look back at my high school and like, I don't even remember my principal. And I, I know he, he couldn't tell you my name, but the principal of our high school knows every student by name and he can even tell you who's dating who. I mean, they're just so involved in their students' lives. And so I think that does help in our realm. Yeah. We can go in there and be like, hey, I'm seeing this. Have you noticed that? And they'll be like, shit, no, but I'll start looking. Yeah. Like I'll keep my eye out. And then you better, you better bet your bottom dollar that the next week that you're there, they'll be like, hey, I did this. And this is, you know, like yeah. the follow through is amazing. Yeah. So. So if you're not in a school system like that, like I said, be that document, document, document. And you're yeah. just going to have to be that voice for the kiddo because mm -hmm. they can't. Yeah. That was a good question. Mm -hmm. That was a very good question. Hopefully I answered. Did we answer that all the way? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I did a boo-boo last week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you did. I forced my little sister to ask us a question mm -hmm. <laughs> and she asked a very good question. And then I did not bring it up in last week's episode. And then she's like, well, fuck me, I guess. She fucking, she listened to the episode and then she's like, I had to listen to it twice because I was certain that I missed it. And I was like, no. <laughs> so her question was, um, if you could start your own charity, what would you start? Ugh. And I think the other one was like, what charities do you support? And I feel like that's not a fair question because I could list a gazillion. Mm -hmm. So if you could start a charity, what charity would you start? Mm. God, that's such a good question. Now, are we talking like in our area? Are we talking on a national level? Let's just say in our area because that's that's a lot to think about. I know. that's It's a hard question. Definitely something mental health oriented. Or um, I would love, well, I don't know if this is a charity. So there is a man named Ed Edison. You know Edison? Redness? Yes. Yes. Um, and I don't know if he's still in Alliance or not. Yes. Um, he is. So he plays, or he has like this lacrosse team for Native American youth mm -hmm. who struggle with generational trauma. Yeah. And that is fan-fucking-tastic. Because not a lot yeah. of people know much about generational trauma, which also could be a an episode. Are you itself. writing this stuff? Down? What was the, <laughs> give me a pencil. What was the other fucking thing we said? Um, I don't remember. Social I media. Social you. media. Social media. Um, I made the planner. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, but I mean, that's a phenomenal thing that he, he, he does amazing work yeah, um, with really Native does. American youth. Um, definitely something cultural, mental health centered with kiddos. That's not very specific, but that's all you're going to get. <laughs> Sister. Jeez. I don't know. What would you do? A charity. See, I'm, God, I'm all over the place. My first thought is like, I kind of want to do something to raise um, money for specific diagnoses, you know, like survivors of suicide, because that hits close to home for me. And as a member of the loss team and things like that, it's just, it would be nice to be able to help them pay some of those extra costs. Like, do you have funeral costs? Let's figure out what those are going to, that's fucking expensive. Yeah. And you think about that when someone takes their own life, it's unexpected usually. 
you weren't saving and you're not prepared for it. And so being there, you know, being able to offer some sort of financial stuff, like, you know, can we help pay for funeral expenses? You know, if it was a single mama, let's fucking stock up your cabinet for the next six months so that you can figure things out without Mm -hmm. having to get a job right away. Yeah. Um, So that's where my first thought is, is I'd like to do something like that. That's really good one. The other thought is like, I want to do something true crime ish. It's like a charity for um, closed cases. Closed cases. Ooh. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, to like help that. help people open the closed cases. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Did you miss anything else? I from fucking last hope not. <laughs> my mom was like, "What's the topic?" And I was like, "Coping skills." And then she told me her coping skills. She didn't ask any questions. Oh, what's mom's coping skills? Music. Oh. Like she likes to make or listen. Uh, both. My mom was a traveling musician for a while. She played. Your mom's so fucking cool. I learned something mom. new about her every day. Yeah, she had the coolest fucking life. She um she traveled down to Nashville and played. She plays phenomenal music. Mm-hmm. She plays a guitar and she sings and she writes her own songs and. Yeah, she's so fucking cool. I know. I kind of want to be like my mom one day. Hmm. What was that? I think you are like your mom. Shut your I, mouth. I, I'm confused why you think that you're not there yet. I don't know. Um. So yeah, you just kind of gave it away. Today we're talking about coping skills, healthy coping skills, positive self talk, all that good stuff. Because it's something neither of us are good at. But <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, so Chelsea mentioned that like we've both just been really fucking going through it. Um. The other day. Let's see. So I was sobbing at work and I look like a raccoon. My boss came in, gave me a hug and then sent me home. Which is weird because she doesn't hug when you were like, oh, she hugged no. you. I was like, <gasps> she lunged at me and I was like, <laughs> but God bless her. Duck and run. <laughs> she's an angel for giving me a hug when I know that she's not a hugger. Um, then I go home, cry a little bit more, um, took <laughs> some Tylenol PM at like three in the afternoon, zonked for a good few hours. And then Chelsea comes over to talk to me and I'm wrapped up in a blanket with a McChicken, still crying. So when I, needless to say, my coping skills aren't on par. Crying is a good coping skill. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I also got two tattoos in two days. Yeah. Three yeah. question mark. I don't know. What are we doing with our lives? <laughs> what are some of your poor coping skills? My you- poor ones? Yeah. Oh, I don't know that we should talk about my poor coping skills. Well, okay. Tattoos. But I don't think those are a bad coping skill. They make me feel good. They make you feel good and... And empowered. Like mine are very empowering and um, they make me feel... They're like, I always get tattoos as little reminders of things. So like even our little tattoo that represents the podcast, it's also very representational to me about continued growth. Mm-hmm. Like you have to continue to water and nurture um, your mental health all the time. And so tattoos, um, I've been doing a not so great coping skill of accidentally getting drunk. In the bathtub? So I was not, yeah, I was in the bathtub. <laughs> You're like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I, was, I was not drunk in the bathtub, but um, nope. I was sitting in the bathtub with a beer, like fucking sobbing uncontrollably like really scrunched up face ugly sobs and it felt so good to cry like that um that's really like those are really my worst ones I tend to drink a little bit more and when I say a little bit more you guys I got drunk off of four beers 
So that that gives you a good gauge. Of I am like such how a cheap often. Date. Yeah, like I rarely ever drink, but mm-hmm. it just you know, I got off call and I had a really busy fucking week on call. You did. I, I had like four calls in three days, I and like, I had stupid. And I had the phone for like a whole week and didn't have anything. I hate you so much because the first thing you fucking said was like, "It's like people wait for you." <laughs> <laughs> and then my boss, my boss called and she's like, "So you're gonna get a call in Gordon?" I was like. Fuck you, Em. And that was the only thing I could think. But it was fine because I like crisis work. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. I survived. Um, but yeah, you were super fucking busy. So I'm sure when you, as soon as you got that phone away from you, you were mm-hmm. like, drink. When I made the mistake at, of not looking at the alcohol content until I was like two and a half deep. <laughs> they were Well, that'll do it. They were like 7.5%. I was like, that's a little bit higher than my 3.2. <laughs> oh my god so there was that um but I, I think the reason we need to talk about coping skills is because there's a lot of shit going on in our world not just with you and I but everybody yeah. is going through something and that's one thing that I've always tried to instill in everybody that I talk to is like you never know what somebody else is going through mm-hmm. they could be walking down the street with the biggest smile on their face but internally they could be just like fucking tanking it mm-hmm. you know because I'm really good at that I'm really good at like putting on a smile and being all jolly out in public. And then I come home and I sob in the bathtub. It's not in my beer. So, (laughs) um, yeah, so let's do it. Go. I want to talk about, we didn't talk about this in the last podcast we did. Has it been a week since we broke the plates? I think that it has, and we just didn't talk about it last week. Did we break the plates after we recorded though? I don't remember. So here's what we did. <laughs> we went to Walmart. Cause like me being the TikTok fiend that I am, I've been seeing all the rage therapy posts with like the, the plate breaking and all that stuff, which don't talk about too much. Cause it's down here. What? Rage therapy. Okay. I want to talk about rage therapy, but we went to Walmart and well, Chelsea really didn't want to. No, I was straight up like, let's go to the plates. And you're like, Oh, we're actually doing that. It's, okay. So it sounded really fucking weird. I was like, I don't, know that I want to be involved in whatever shenanigans you're pulling out. But we went and got some plates and then we wrote all over the plates, things that we wanted to let go of things that were holding us back that, you know, we wanted to release. And then we were going to go break them in the driveway. And so I'm here. I am. Let's go to the driveway. And Chelsea just chucks her plate (laughs) off the porch. I'm like, you could have killed me. And it just shattered. Oh my God. It was the most satisfying. Like, and then, like, she go down there and pick up pieces that weren't broken and continue to throw them. Oh, God. It felt so good. I was sh- good. The cleanup was a little tedious. Yeah. We should have, like, put a tarp down or some shit. Oh. Yeah. It was not well planned out. But totally worth it. It fucking, it felt good. Yeah. It really fucking felt good. So, their coping skills can literally be anything that helps you improve your mental health. I wish I brought the little book you gave me yesterday. The self-care book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff out there on coping skills. Um, the one thing I want to make sure we start with though, is talking about the effects of coping skills on your brain, mental health, any sort of mental stress, strain issues, whatever causes changes in your brain. Mm -hmm. So I know we've posted like trauma in the brain. We've posted pictures of the brain. It very physically goes in there and it changes your neural pathways in your brain. Um, and it affects the way different areas of your brain function and the different, like different ways they light up and all these other things. 
So if you, I focus specifically on stress. Um, when you use positive coping skills, not negative coping skills, like getting drunk, <laughs> that probably also really messes with your brain. So don't do that. Nope. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, positive coping skills. What it does is it induces neuro adaptations to enhance emotion regu emotional regulation and resilience. Um, so it leads to functional changes in your amygdala and the interior corticolimbic circuits that are responsible for cognition, motivation, and emotional aspects of physiology and behavior. So if I tone that down out of like neuroscience talk, essentially what that's, what that's saying is when you start to engage in positive coping skills, you are literally rewiring your brain mm -hmm. to focus less on the stress and more on positive coping skills and getting through that moment. And the more you're able to use positive coping skills, you're building resilience. Um, and so there's, like I said, using these coping skills, it very literally changes your brain structure. You are creating new neural pathways to be able to handle stress more effectively. Um, and there are the Mayo Clinic. What am I talking about? Um, nope. <laughs> the Mayo Clinic list gave a list of like things that positive thinking and positive self-talk specifically can help with. And some of those things that can increase your lifespan. It can de decrease depression and anxiety, decreases amounts of distress. Um, you, it actually raises your physical immunity. So you're less likely to get things like the common cold. <gasps> cool, huh? What the fuck? Yeah, it's cool. That's super cool. Um, an overall better well-being, decreased risk of cardiovascular disease, and increased resilience. And so there's a lot of theories as to like why it changes the physical parts, like decreasing the chance of getting the common cold. The most common theory out there is that if you're better able to handle stress, then you're better able to have an overall physical sense of wellness. So stress has some pretty damaging effects on you physically. Yeah. Um, and so if you can handle it more appropriately and it doesn't take the physical toll on your body, then you're less likely to get sick. That's really cool. Yeah. Hmm. So there's your daily dose of brain. Thank you. <laughs> well, um, I don't know why you're laughing at me. I'm, um, can I be honest with you? No. Okay. But go ahead. I'm thinking about, <laughs> so this morning, this has nothing to do with the podcast. Well then fuck no. This morning we were trying to figure out our lunch plans. Oh. We were trying to plan out our day. <laughs> and oh I was like, what do you God. want? What do you want to do for lunch when we're done at work? And she goes, Subway, question mark. <laughs> and I said, I can duck with some butt way. <laughs> And then, like, you replied to it, like, what the fuck? And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I really don't. I think I just say, like, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> it shouldn't have been that funny, but I died. I could duck with some butt way. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. What you, like, what are you typing generally that butt way is an autocorrect in your phone? I don't know. <laughs> Can't. So laughing is a good coping <laughs> skill. It is. It really is. Laughter is. is the best medicine. Oh, well, it re it releases um things. <laughs> yeah. Is, see, this is why I wanted to look up the brain stuff. What's the neurotransmitter that makes you happy? Serotonin. Jesus. <laughs> I don't fucking know. 
Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. It releases serotonin and endorphins, which make you happy. Mm-hmm. In my head, I just played that Legally Blonde scene. Have you ever seen Legally Blonde? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Though. So when they're like in the jail and she's talking to her, she's like, exercise releases endorphins and endorphins make you happy. And happy people just don't kill their husbands. T. That's what's playing in my head right now. Yeah. So cope with your stress so you don't end up on an episode of Snapped. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, let's talk about, wait, what else do you have? That was it really for like the brain stuff. And then I went specifically into like positive self-talk and identifying negative thinking. Okay, so let's talk about ants. Like the kind that crawl on the ground, no relatives. Like automatic negative thoughts. (laughs) I was like, why? Yep, go ahead. Okay, so (laughs) ants, (laughs) A-N-T-S, automatic negative thoughts. I'm with you now. (laughs) Shit, go. They're just the I don't know how else to explain them other than their name. Automatic Automatic negative negative thoughts. thoughts. They're automatic negative thoughts. Um, So is it the same thing as intrusive thoughts? Or is it just like that negative thinking, negative self-talk kind of stuff? I would say it's more negative self-talk. Okay. How do you see it? I'm I'm curious what what your answer would be to that. Well, so now I'm really thinking. I I would think they would be separate because intrusive thoughts are pretty intensive. Yeah. I'm writing that down too, so maybe we can put it in an episode later. Okay. <laughs> Stop talking for a sec. Okay. Okay, go. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Um anyway, so you have the automatic negative thoughts. And I mean, you can go down the road and finding out like the root causes of them and all that stuff, and that's kind of more therapeutic. Um, than what I'm going for. So is there anything that you want to touch on in that? So I just have a little thing on how to help you identify negative thinking. Okay. Because if you're stuck in the realm of negative thought patterns, it's hard to really recognize that they're negative thought patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not really sure, here's some ways that you can identify if it's a negative thought. Filtering. So are you the kind of person where you magnify the negative aspects of a situation? So you kind of filter out the positive stuff. So if, for example, you had a really good day at work, you got everything done ahead of time. Somebody was like, man, you really were on it. You were very productive today. But that evening you were like, oh my God, um, I was supposed to like type this extra note and I didn't fucking do it. Automatic negative thought. So you therefore have filtered out all that positive stuff and you're fixated on that one negative thing. Mm-hmm. Um, personalizing. So when something bad happens, you automatically blame yourself whether or not you had anything to do with what happened. So can we tie this to imposter syndrome a little bit? Sure. That's all. That was my question. <laughs> yeah, you could. Because exactly what you're saying to me right now is I'm just like imposter, imposter, imposter syndrome. Right. In my head. Like so, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Yep. They're all going to know I'm a phony. Like all these, there's people keep saying all these good things about me, but I'm just going to say this instead because I know it's not true. Yeah. Okay. Well, and so personalizing too is like you hear, um, oh God, like maybe you're supposed to go out to dinner with friends and then your friends cancel dinner for whatever reason. They've got extraneous circumstances that are happening. Yeah. But you immediately are the one that's like, oh my God, nobody wants to be around me. They canceled because I'm annoying. So you yeah. personalize something even when you have nothing to do with it. For all you know, like their dog ran away and they have to go find their dog. Mm-hmm. But you make it your fault. Um, catastrophizing is where you automatically go to worst case scenario. So you catastrophize every single situation. Dog runs away. My dog's dead. Mm. You know, like you don't even go through that process of like, shit, I left the back gate open. He's probably in the neighbor's yard eating their trash. 
you go straight for that worst case scenario. Um, oh my God. What? <laughs> Today? <laughs> Today the sirens are going off like crazy. Catastrophizing. Automatic negative thought. That was me. Yeah. Like we were literally, we were at work and we heard all the police, the police sirens, the emergency sirens, ambulances, all that stuff. And I was like, oh my God, my husband's dead. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Chelsea's like, what the fuck? I was like, I don't know. Something <laughs> happened to my husband though. He's still alive, right? I didn't follow up with that. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, the hospital hasn't called, so. Um, I guess we're good there. But on, <laughs> Jesus Christ. On a more like lower level. So like, let's say you're going through the drive-thru coffee shop and they fuck up your coffee and you automatically are like, my day's going to suck ass. Mm-hmm. You know, because you automatically go to like, well, they messed up my coffee. So fuck me. Today's just going to be terrible. Another day of the Mondays. Mm-hmm. Um, and polarizing. So you see things, as, see things as either really good or really bad, but there's no middle ground. Um, so you're, you either have to be absolutely perfect or you're a complete and total failure. And so those are just some ways, if you're, if you start to look at your thought patterns, I would encourage you to write them down so you don't get stuck in your little cycle in your head, write them down and then go through it and see if there's anything that you can pull out in there. It's like, that might be a little too much shaded negatively. Yeah. Um, so to overcome ants or automatic negative thoughts, um, you think of rational counter thoughts. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Did you just get a random shiver? Is there a ghost in here? No, listen. <laughs> I always get random shivers when I'm not even cold. Like I'm like, Duh. you know? That's spirit. That's interesting. I'm I also heard that it's an anxiety tick. <laughs> So one of us is right and one of us is wrong and it could be both. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just checking in on you, seeing if you're okay. No, no I swallowed a burp and then I giggled. <laughs> anyway, so pot, <laughs> rational counter thoughts. So if you say, um, friends don't want to hang out with me. I'm annoying. They all fucking hate me. Whatever. Right, right a rational counterthought to that could be okay. They did say last week that they had a really busy week coming up. Right. So the rational counterthoughts are just like what Chelsea was saying. Instead of, Oh shit, my dog's dead. It's oh my dog's probably eating my neighbor's chickens. <laughs> that was me. Trash. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I didn't mean to say chickens. And I was just thinking about your dogs. <laughs> Maybe they are eating chickens. Oh my god. Anyways, so <coughs> rational counter thoughts, whatever. Yep. Um, and that gets me onto the same boat as uh, positive affirmations. Yeah. Um, I'm working on positive affirmations a lot with a handful of um, my consumers, and Stop. when I when have you an struggle... art project for us. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm ready. I think we should make affirmation boards to put in the pod room. Oh, cute. I love. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Um, a lot of people struggle with po struggle with positive affirmations because what leads them to need positive affirmations in the first place are their negative thoughts. But when they write down positive affirmations, they're like, I can write this down as much as I want, but I still don't fucking believe it. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and so a lot mm -hmm. of people struggle even creating them because they can't think of anything good about themselves. Mm -hmm. 
my biggest piece of advice when people struggle thinking of positive affirmations is like, think about those negative thoughts. What's some, what are some of the negative things that you think about yourself? Well, I'm ugly. I'm not good enough. Okay. Flip them. Do the I'm not opposite. ugly. I am good enough. I am worthy. Yeah. Like literally take those negative thoughts and flip flop them. Right. The opposite. Exactly. Yeah. Affirmations are hard. And this is where I get back into like the neuroscience of it. You have to work to create a habit, right? Mm -hmm. So you also have to work to create a new neural pathway. You're exactly. not going to fucking believe it the first time you say that stuff. Right. Exactly. And I will tell you, it feels weird as shit. And I tell everybody this because you're saying nice things about yourself when you've spent the last however long saying terrible things about yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you said the things that you say to yourself, to your friends, how do you think your friends would react? Exactly. And so you need to turn that around and talk to yourself like you were your friend. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to be really hard and it's really awkward. The first couple of times I did it, like at the height of my eating disorder, I made myself stand in front of a mirror and look at myself and say them out loud. And then I wrote them on sticky notes and left them around my bathroom mirror because um, that was a really triggering place for me. And so mm -hmm. anytime I had to walk by it, I'd have to look at one of those affirmations. And for the first like two weeks, I'm like, fuck you. That's the stupidest thing ever. But eventually the more you do it, you start strengthening that neural pathway. You're training yourself. You are rewiring your brain and yeah. that's going to take some time and some practice. So you really have to dedicate yourself to saying those things. Yeah. Um, and two, like, like M said, if you can't think of anything, you can flip them or they don't have to necessarily be something that's like really great about yourself. I have an entire Pinterest board of positive affirmations and I have some pictures too that we can share on social media just to give you a couple affirmations to start with. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing that I do with a lot of my clients is I have them make affirmation cards mm -hmm. and we'll get on and they'll just pick out some of their favorite affirmations online. So that way they don't really have to think about it. And then when they get comfortable with those, then they can go back and they can start to create their own. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of ways that you can do that. But yeah. Um, I love positive affirmations. I do too. Yeah. So like there's, there's one right here. This hurts, so I need to be extra kind to myself. There's nothing in there that's making you like really try to think about your strengths because that can be disappointing too. Mm -hmm. When you're like, well, what's good about me? And you're like, I don't fucking know. And then you give up. Mm -hmm. You're so, validating your feelings and yeah. your, yep. Yep. Got anything else? Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, so I have here a list of ways that you can start to address more positive thinking. Um, identify areas that need to change. You first need to identify the areas that you think negatively about. So again, that's where it comes into like really sitting down and getting uncomfortable with yourself and being self-aware and going through those really shitty feelings mm -hmm. and finding the areas to where you're like, I'd really like to be more positive about this. Yeah. Um, check yourself periodically during the day, stop and evaluate what you're thinking. If it's mainly negative, sit down, write out that negative thought and write down two positive thoughts to follow. So every negative thought you want to challenge with two positive thoughts. Yep. Um, be open to humor. Like you said, laughing is the best, best medicine. And if you're really struggling, get on YouTube and look at videos of babies laughing because you will never not fucking laugh at a baby laughing. It is <laughs> hilarious. Um, <clears throat> or watch a funny movie. A healthy lifestyle is another one. Getting in your physical activity, eating well, making sure you're hydrated. Um, surrounding yourself with positive people. So that goes into like, who's at your six? Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard that? Mm -mm. Um, so who's at your six is a, a theory that basically says you behave most like the six people you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. So if the people you have around you are primarily negative, you're going to primarily adapt a negative mindset. Yeah. 
but if they're pretty fucking positive people, like we laughed more today than I've probably laughed in 10 years, <laughs> you know? So it's like, you just surround yourself with the people who build you up. Um, practice positive self-talk. Wow. That's beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, oh shit okay so what are and what are some coping skills you can think of off the top of your head positive ones not the not the fucked up ones that we've been doing <laughs> what should we be doing him um it depends i think it depends on the situation like the fucking rage therapy that was really nice can we talk about that M introduced me to this fucking rage therapy thing We've already talked about no, it. No, 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 no. Oh, like the rage rooms. I want you to talk about fucking rage rooms. Oh, yeah. There's some rage rooms. Um, I think the closest one to us is in Sioux Falls. That was so tame. I wanted you to be like, fuck yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah. I like, I would like to open a rage room here. Let's fucking do it. But basically, they get like old TVs or computer screens and they just get fucking tons and tons and tons of like glass bottles and plates and cups and all sorts of shit. And then you like, just go in there and, and pay to throw shit at the wall <laughs> or like take a bat to a fucking TV screen. It I mean, is that's so satisfying. Yeah. I would so love to do it. We should open one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll call it, we'll call it mental health rage room sucks. That is terrible. We will not call it that. <laughs> Oh my god. So yeah, anyways, um I think it depends on the the severity of the situation. I don't know. I just want you to throw out some coping skills. Jesus. Well, I, I you know that I, I literally I really need you to be more specific. <laughs> I like the rage room shit, okay? I like to color. There we go. Coloring. Um working out. Playing with a puppy, um, TikTok, um, Pinteresting. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the things that I do that are good. They are all good. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> plants. Jesus Christ. I love repotting my plants dude i did that the other day too oh i know you're not supposed to do it in winter but like it felt so good just to like play in the dirt yeah play in the dirt like a kid yes there are so many times in the summer where i just sit in the dirt with my kids and we just fucking dig we're not digging for anything we just dig and it's <laughs> nice to just be a kid for a minute yeah i love that stuff mm -hmm. planting really helps me i think sit down <laughs> my husband hates me i get like a giant bag of soil and i sit in the dining room and i just dump it all out <laughs> and i'm like repotting on my thing oh i'm sure he wants to fucking punch you in the face i clean it up pretty good though and then he'll get whatever i don't get i do have a backyard if you ever want to like come pot shit over here so you don't have to do that no it's okay all right is the cleaning therapeutic to you? Some people clean as a coping skill. My husband does. I know like when my anxiety is really bad, I will rearrange my entire fucking house. You sound like my husband. Yeah. Like I will. I get so mad because he's like, let's rearrange the living room. I'm like, no, there's literally only two things you can do with the living room. And we've done it like four times already but this it's, month. Tell him yes next time because no. it's, fuck you. I'm coming over. The next time but Chris you, is like, let me rearrange. To, then you have to buy more command strips and they're so fucking expensive because you, you have to rearrange. So dramatic 
Just okay. let him move I'll the let, couch. I'll let you buy the fucking. I'll let you buy the fucking command. I terms. will buy you a million. And I'm only saying this because I do this too, and so I'm justifying you, Chris's you, behavior. You and Chris can rearrange my house all you want. No, I do. Like when I start to have anxiety about something, I will literally like rearrange my entire fucking house. I'll mm-hmm. end up like painting a room or. I'll go like do some sort of strenuous yard work, just something. Cause like I, like I said in the past, I have to put my anxiety somewhere. Yeah. Cause my anxiety comes out and like shakes and like my heart is racing and I can't sit down and I'm like pacing and like, mm-hmm. I'm a very hyperactive anxiety person. Yeah. And I can only run so much before my legs start to hurt, <laughs> you know, I can only lift so much before my body starts to hurt. So it's nice to like stress clean. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one breathing and relaxation, mm. meditation, yoga, those things to kind of force your system to slow down just a little bit. I was doing a lot of that when Autumn was tattooing me today. Just deep breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's nice because there's a lot of different ways you can do it. I do a lot of guided meditation because, um, again, I have racing thoughts. And so it's hard for me to just sit down and meditate on my own. But if there's something playing in the background and it's constantly reminding me, like, if your thoughts have strayed, it's all right. Acknowledge them and come back. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of brings me back. Um I, I put art and creative explosion. Okay. So any sort of creative outlet, music, whether you play it or you sing it or you You've been drawing it. a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they kind of spook me. That's kind of how I draw, though. You're just kind of spooky. Yeah. I, I'm really dark. I've been playing a lot of music lately, too, which has been helpful. And writing a lot. I've been writing a lot of poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, journaling is another one. Rage therapy, positive self-talk, physical activity. Watching the clouds. Not when it's five degrees outside, but, you know. Um, One thing I like to do when it's not, like, fucking freezing out Mm -hmm. is I love to go outside barefoot Mm. and, like, walk around in the grass. Do you know what that's called? It's, like, grounding. Earthing. Earthing, Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are some studies out there that talk about um, the the vibrational pull that you get from the earth when you do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm into that. It's a good one. Um. Do you want to know what I wrote down? Yes. Listen to a podcast. I'm mental health sucks. Sucks is S-U-C-C-S. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> I did find a couple of techniques. Um, there's one on here called the rain technique. So this is kind of just how you acknowledge where you're at. You acknowledge that trigger and you slow yourself down. So recognize what's happening. How am I feeling? What's happening in my body? Where am I experiencing this emotion? Um, Allow, A is for allow, allow it to just be as it is, non-judgmentally, just acknowledging that this is there. Mm-hmm. The I stands for investigate with kindness to yourself. What's going on? Why am I feeling this way? Why is this emotion the way it is? And the N is non-identification. I'm having a thought or emotion, but I am not that thought or emotion. So kind of differentiating yourself from your experience. Yeah. Um, and the other one's the stop method, but. And we'll be, we'll post all of these on the Instagram too. Yeah, so that you can see them and apply them to your lives. Yeah, I like the stop method. Um, so S stands for stop. Literally, mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, everything. Just stop what you're fucking doing. Stop in your tracks and really assess yourself. Um, T is take a breath or as many breaths as you need to take to feel like you're starting to calm down. O is observe. Pay attention to what you're feeling in your body. Do like a full body scan head to toe and acknowledge what where you're experiencing that emotion. Mm-hmm. And P is proceed with purpose. What do I need to do right now? Make every moment after you stop purposeful. I like that one. I like that one too. Yeah. So I'm here for it. Then's the coping skills. Woo. Do we have any quotes this week? Yes. 
I'm ready. I kind of have a lot. Uh, give them. Um, let's see. Hold on. Oh, day. Um, <laughs> so the first one I really like, it's all it says is Shanice. Shanice at the end. Huh? Mm -hmm. So I don't know who it is. Um, and it says mental health is mental health. It's hard because people can't see it. So they don't get it. Skin rash. Here's some cream. Mm -hmm. Broke your leg. Let me get you cast. Depression. It's just a phase. Anxiety. It's on your head. Doctor. You should go. Therapist. Not necessary. So just that societal standard of like, yeah, mental health is an invisible illness. You cannot always see it. Yeah. Um, I love that. I guess I have three this week. Jeez. So Horatio Jones is the next one. And it said, this one fits in with our positive self-talk. Instead of saying I'm damaged, I'm broken, I have trust issues, say I'm healing, I'm rediscovering myself, I'm starting over. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. And have you ever heard of Nikita Gill? No. I found her on Pinterest and she's another poet and I'm fucking obsessed with her. Okay. Like so obsessed. A lot of her stuff is like loving damaged people and like mm -hmm. stuff like that. But this is called Girls of the Wild. Us. And that's why I picked it. Okay, ready? Oh my God. <laughs> they won't tell you fairy tales of how girls can be dangerous and still win. They will only tell you stories where girls are sweet and kind and reject all sin. I guess to them, it's a terrifying thought of Red Riding Hood knowing who knew exactly what she was doing when she invited the wild in. Is that not like <clears throat> most powerful thing ever? It is. Welcome. Those are your quotes for the day. Good job. Thanks. Super proud of you. I'm important when I do quotey things. Good job. Thanks. You killed it. Pat myself <laughs> on the back there. <laughs> okay. Well, we're getting, we're actually past that time. Whatevs. This was a good episode. Um, it was, it was kind of laid back. Just doing a thing. You know, I like those more. Yeah. Well, keep your eyes peeled for our Instagram. We'll be putting um, all the pictures that Chelsea brought today on there. We'll be putting our tattoos on there and you might see a picture of me sobbing on there. Let's put that with like the episode release. Yeah. We'll Kay. do that. Well, and I, we want you guys' input too. If you want merch, let us know. Cause like I said, I'm not going to fucking even start to branch into that unless you want it. T. Yeah. So if, and then if, you know, if you have any ideas, there's one really good one that's in the back of my head that I don't know that I want to say out loud. Ours in the What? What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's time for us to go. Make sure you water yourself and your friends. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.